Welcome back to another episode of Into the Combine. I am your host, Stan the Man. Jason. Shoddy. And we got a fun, fun, fun episode, but let's break it down. breakdown you guys heard there was from the band catalepsy the album is gravenous hour and uh that song was blindhead sultan and uh go ahead and break it down and then i'll say something about that one all right uh breaking it down this week um we have what we've been listening to i can't fucking wait because i got some good shit got a, a quick album review um fruit of the poisoned tree by uh virulent depravity i hope i'm saying that right we also are throwing it back a little bit for a retro album review of epitaph by necrophagist and then um i am fucking stoked to give this one to you guys but um i was able to do an interview with malcolm from Inferi. Also from A Loathing Requiem, and also guest work on the album that we're reviewing, Virulent Depravity. Uh, so yeah, stick around for that. That should be at the end of the episode. We also have um, a listener request. Jason, who was it? Um, I forget. It was on it was on Instagram though. They were just like, you got to, you guys got to get a little more hardcore. How about Knock Loose? Check them out. What do you, you know, discuss it. So, so we can definitely do that. You know, I I had listened to it before, so I figured, why the hell not? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I'll save it. I was gonna say what I thought about it, but that's a uh, wrong time. I'm yeah. getting too excited again. Anyways, oh yeah, so you that said you breakdown. had breakdown. Yeah, man. Um, I, I don't yeah, know. I had that shit on my uh, like it was on the list of stuff to listen to, but I just never got a, around to it. And I'm glad that you gave me the little teaser there because I liked it. I yeah, it's from 2016. Uh, Russian like brutal death band, and um, it's on Unique Leader. They're kind of weird. Uh, I guess they were more slam before. Um, and then on this album, a little more like technical, uh, just more brutal death metal. You know, le- less slams, but they're still there. You know, that one had that heavy-ass breakdown in there. It had those badass like harmonic leads, you know, that were like going in and out, which is pretty badass. And I don't know, man. It's just like a, there's nothing special about it. It's just like real fucking fun to listen to. You know, it doesn't blow your mind, but everything hits really hard and it's really heavy. You know, it's got that modern, modern sound, you know, not really the old school death metal, not like full on tech. It's like kind of like somewhere in between just in that modern brutal, you know, kind of realm. But yeah, I mean, I think both you guys would definitely be into it. I mean, what like, I mean, I guess like opened me up. The reason why I I threw them on the list is because I heard it was just a a brief section of one of their songs and it was just brutal as fuck. 
It was just real heavy, mm-hmm. but like you said, still had that modern sound to it. So it wasn't just, I don't want to say, you know, like an old heavy, but you know, it. I knew that there was something else there and that's why I wanted to give it a listen. Yeah, I don't so, know, dude. I mean, like I said, if you, if you don't like this style of music, you might not be into it, but if you just want something that's just like dumb, heavy, in your face, aggressive, you know what I mean? That's just going to annihilate you kind of a thing you know it's good you know don't look for anything special in it just look for a good fucking album okay um starting it out then uh it's kind of like a prog death metal album um by the name uh, by a band by the name of fractal universe the album is ingram of decline it came out the middle of this month i believe it released on the 14th of april it's a concept album honestly it's just a really 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 fun fucking listen i mean talking about like you know that modern spin i mean obviously you know it's it's prog death metal so if you don't really like that then i mean i don't want to say that you're not gonna like this album but i mean because that's the thing is while it's prog there's so much shit that like i feel like because it's not like they're long songs and it it is a concept album, but it doesn't necessarily build on itself. So, like, I don't know, man. I found myself... There's parts, you know, that sound like shit that I've heard from, like, you know, typical periphery or textures. But there's also stuff that's, you know... I kind of has, like, that Mastodon quality. There's clean vocals. There's group chants. It's just a real fucking fun listen, man. I honestly mm-hmm. haven't been able to, like, turn it off, I guess. It's I it's checked a great it out a album. couple times. I definitely... Yeah, what what did you think about it? Well, yeah, no, I was just gonna, I, I did check it out because you texted me about it a little while ago, and I liked it. It was weird. It's like definitely pro- heavy, heavy on the prog, but like you said, it mixes a lot of things in it, and it's kind of cool because when you think prog, usually you think long ass ten minute songs, and you're right, like they're not really that long of songs. A couple of them are, but um, I don't. Yeah, yeah it's hard I mean, to explain are, it though. They have them, but the the song I want you guys to listen to is "Venomous Coils of a Holy Fallacy." Interesting. Interesting. What does that mean? <laughs> oh, um, normally I wouldn't like any like anything like that, but I've been really listening to something lately that kind of, kind of maybe I'm just been listening to too much, but this band kind of reminded me of elements from it. Hmm. I'm gonna get to them in a second. I don't know. If this is gonna make sense or not? But <laughs> okay, I liked it. I was digging it right now. I you right know the second yes. Well, I was going to say, like, uh, when I first listened to it, I was like, this is really cool, li- cool listen. But at the same time, I was like, I don't know if it's doing anything new enough for me to, like, play it again. 
you know, on my own. But then when we were just listening to it again there, I was like, this is pretty damn good. I kind of do want to listen to this again. It might be one of those albums you have to kind of play a couple of times because it is pretty, you know, involved. Definitely worth a listen if you like anything forward thinking death metal. Stan, what are you about to uh, talk about? You were alluding to some shit. Well, yeah, okay. So I just been, I, I, I kind of was, I think I was telling you about this, Jason, last time we seen each other in person, but I kind of been like in wanting to go back to my childhood and you know i've been on like a huge like wanting to watch cky and all that kind of <laughs> yeah, shit okay so i have been on the biggest darren miller kick like anything he's ever done hell yeah i just that's all i've been listening to but what i was gonna say is if you took like darren miller and made him proggy that's what it kind of that kind of i was like feeling from it like it had like you know his kind of like riffs or like you know does that make sense no <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, kind of like Some a CKY-ish of, okay, so like riffs or like foreign objects or like even the kind I was, of that's what I was just was gonna, that's what I was just gonna say. Some of the lead shit that they do in there kind of does give me some reminiscence of foreign objects, and there yeah, are keys a, and stuff there, so it does have that sound. I get that part, but that's why I th- that's why I say like I think if normally I wouldn't like that band, but like I've been on such a like kick of like the you know foreign object CKY, it made me like appreciate it a little bit more interesting that makes sense now i kind of want to go back and listen to it again and see if i'm picked that wait, up too wait, wait what album? oh are you done? we're going back now to the fractal universe right. album but yeah so no, okay, but yeah but yeah, so stan yeah. like what exactly so you've been just doing everything darren miller like cky foreign objects the dude uh, world under blood which i listened to him i got really into him years and years and years ago but just haven't really picked it up since then and that's just amazing shit like tactical is like oh, such fuck, a good it's album. amazing yeah, it's like a masterpiece in my mind. Well, I mean, I don't know if, if you if you never listened to CKY, I don't know if you would love it as much as we do since we were obsessed with CKY. So hearing oh, I think so. those kind of beautiful, like clean and heavy vocals over the more death metal style, you know, it's just fucking great. And I think it's got the one yeah. uh, Morbid Angel drummer on it. So like it just, yeah. it sounds professional as fuck too. heard that i can't think of another band that really sounds like that that has like the old school death metal but then all of a sudden has those like clean choruses like that oh exactly it's just so melodic but like so brutal i mean honestly the the only other stuff that i can think of that's like that is just other darren miller shit 
Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, just other side project stuff of his that has that aggressive riffing, and then he throws the clean singing in. But, I mean, like, I listened to the new Forum Object CD. It was, like, all right. You know, kind of grew on me, but it wasn't, like, the last one, which that one, in my mind, is still, like, a masterpiece. I love that album. Oh, yeah. And then, like, you know, the first volume one of CKY is just I've been running that, too, and I watched all the videos, and it's just been a... <laughs> You know, watching all his YouTube instructional videos and like, I don't know, I've just been playing a lot of guitar lately, so. What, what about you, Mr. Uh, Mr. Jason? I'm going to start with my favorite that I've discovered lately. And uh, this one, the band is called Boarworm, and uh, they're actually from Michigan, uh, which I'm pissed that I never heard about them before. I feel like we should have known about this band. And uh, they, Stanley, share uh, the drummer of Sunlight's Bane. Oh, okay. That you played a few episodes ago. That was yeah, yeah. badass too. So, some definitely some some I don't know some cool stuff. And and they also have an ex vocalist of the Contortionist, like from their first EP or something like that. So, um, oh shit. Basis of the Yellow Sign. That was a Michigan real heavy band too. So they they they've got experience and stuff for sure. They had an EP out that I haven't heard yet, and they got a, a newer EP from last year called Ento Entomophobia. But um. Dude, another one that's kind of hard to explain exactly, but I kind of was like trying to figure out like, okay, how do you explain this band? I guess like they take the atmospheric shit of Fallujah and some of that like beauty and whatnot, but then they mix it with more of like your heavy, more modern death metals. Like think of like the newer Immolation stuff or like Rivers of Nile, just like a weird mix, you know, of like, I don't want to say progressive death metal, but kind of, you know, it doesn't have those long proggy stuff, but it's kind of like in the forward thinking kind of a vein, you know, like stuff you haven't necessarily heard before, but it's, it's awesome. I seriously can't get enough of it. It's only like an EP 21 minutes, but I, it's like, I've been playing the shit out of it. So I figured let's play the song. The first song on there is called Synapse. And I figured we'll start that and you kind of get a taste of like the heaviness into some of the like cool atmospheric shit.
I liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah? Very much so, yes. <laughs> you you say it's Very. a short listen, so what's, what's coming after that then? Because I noticed it tapered off there. Yeah, we, it gets uh, heavy as fuck again. Okay, I was going to ask. Is All right. Yeah, I mean, I'm Well, see, clip. it makes me want to keep listening. That's the thing. Yeah, if you listen to the song, you're, yeah, there's no way you're not going to, like, finish it all, the whole thing out. Because it goes, it starts off heavy and everything, you know? Like, you don't see it coming. Then all of a sudden, it breaks into that, like, more melodic, atmospheric stuff, you know? And then, but then it goes right back into that weird, heavy kind of death metal. That It's that death metal that's, like, I don't know, more like that, uh, like I played before, like, immolation or blood incantation where it's kind of not so standard it's heavy and kind of weird sounding but uh but i guess heavy is the main word to describe it though so i don't know if any of our listeners i feel like based off the shit we played before if you don't like this ep then i'd be confused you know what i'm saying and you guys both too i don't think there's no there's no way you guys won't like this ep no i really enjoyed what i was listening to that that uh that little snippet that I heard there wants me to makes me want to keep fucking listening. <laughs> right. So it's got Brody Utley, the uh, main guitarist of Rivers of Nile. He does a solo on uh, the last track, also on, on the title track, and that's what made me think like that's a good kind of comparison. Where like you know how they have that modern death metal sound. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's got some proggy elements. It's got some atmospheric elements. You know they kind of share a little bit with that, except. It's different, though. You know, it's definitely different. But I guess, you know, for fans of that and all the, like, the newer direction of death metal, you know, they, uh, I think, I don't know, they have, I feel like they have big things to come. They only have the EP so far, but if they put a full length out and really push it, I mean, I feel like they could be huge. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping they uh, take off for sure. So everybody check them out. I think it's shoddy. Your turn. Okay. Uh, I know Stan's gonna like this. Um, oh, yeah. Especially the song, the song that I picked actually reminded me a lot of who Stan was just talking about, but this is uh, some new melodic, or I'm sorry, some new Swedish death metal from Sweden. The album is called The Shadow Archetype, and the band is Evocation. Um, I know I let uh, Jason was chiming in about how much he liked this. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a chance to listen to it. Yeah, we got the promo um, a while back. This is out, This one's out on Metal Blade, and it came out a little while ago, and I listened to it right when it came out, and I remember being like, okay, this is like, this is some new new stuff that rivals, you know, the older style of Swedish death metal, you know, like it sounds like all that, but it, it's not a copy like you were saying, Shotty, like it's fucking it's right up Stan's alley, that's for sure. Yeah. No, I mean, I was it's just been sitting there and I've been waiting to get to it. And then I honestly had no idea what to expect. And then I fucking put it on and I was honestly blown back. I honestly thought it was an older CD. I didn't know. I thought I put, you know, some, you know, I, you know, some old in the playlist mm-hmm. and i was like what the fuck is going on here and then i had to double check to make sure that it was the new release but yeah it's just i mean i actually listened to this like weeks ago oh, okay oh, did you too. yes i did yeah so so see it, that's why you need to be oh it's talk- it's fucking it's awesome i love it, it. <laughs> you're you're exactly it's right down my alley how would you describe it stan oh just swedish to the max you know it's just it's good old metal death i like it because it to me it like it took some at the gates, almost kind of Thomas vocals, you know, it had that kind of raw element. And then it mixed it with some of that like dark tranquility, a little amount of Marth, you know, like maybe not so much in flames road, but more like those other bands and kind of like threw it all in, mixed it up. So it's not a full copycat kind of does their own thing, but you know, you can hear a little bit of each of those. So it's just a fun listen. If you're a fan, like of the genre. See, and you hit the nail on the head. That's what 
I guess where this band sticks out from the rest of them and where they do do this shit differently is the vocals. He's a fucking demon a lot of the time. He can get real, real, real deep. And there's just a way that he resonates when he does his lows. I don't, it's kind of like dirty and like gargled, but it just, it fits real well. I was going to suggest playing Sulfur and Blood. Can we please play Modus Operandi? You can play whatever you, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I don't care, dude. I really don't care. Dude, I think that's the best track on there. they're using the hm2 pedal or not but it's got that real it's got i liked it because they oh, took for sure yeah they take that yeah. like older um you know tomb style tone and then you get the melodic part of it i don't know of a lot of bands that really that have that full on i mean at the gates it reminded me of some of the riffing and stuff like that but different tone like it just it's just a swedish death metal album but it's cool you know what i mean it doesn't take just one style of it, it kind of takes all of what sweden has and gives you yeah. this album and i haven't heard a lot of talk on it so hopefully this one gets pushed a little further no, out there neither have i i know one other one other metal outlook rated it and gave it a very high rating mm-hmm. oh yeah i've seen it rated high but just not talked about a lot yeah yeah stan what else do you have um all the, oh, the other cd i've been really into um i don't know if you guys ever got into it but uh being like on kind of a progressive metalcore kick but the like the real now nah, I'm not talking gent bullshit. I'm talking like uh, misery signals. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always controller like misery signals. and uh, absent light, two just amazing albums. I always like controller. That's just a classic. I like your go to album. But getting into absent light a little bit and it's kind of got the same vibes as controller, just a little bit better musicianship. I would say like not so much generic metal core ish, you know, but the. Just an interesting band because they really do like the progressive, like, you know, it's not in a gent way. Like when you say progressive, a lot of people think of gent, but, you know, just like the odd time signatures and, the you know, the rhythms and the kind of like. Is the, it the last coming, album by them? Yes. Yeah. I believe yeah, yeah, they, I like they the, might be doing something new coming up, but yeah. It's weird. Like those the two they put out after what was it control or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, um. I like those a lot. At first, I, it was different. I was like, ah, but um, they're really heavy, like really heavy. They and are. I love his vocals. But they, oh yeah, exactly. Like kind of like that. Go and yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
That's the one and, thing of that band that I always loved were the vocals. He just did. He always did a real good job with the yeah with the lows and then with just the range too. It was just I always loved. They're the like one. I don't know. Even just like the rhythm section, the guitars and the drums and the way they like write and just it's just different different metal chords, you know. But after you listen to the same old metal chords, nice to go back to something like that. That's what I was just gonna say. That that's the kind of metal core I want to hear. You know, it's like it's got those hardcore you know types of riffs and they meld it with the metal in, in a way. But it's um it's different, like you said. It's not like their same old shit all the time. I wish they would do more. Oh yeah. Back to me. Yes, it is. Yes, I know yes, you're excited. Sir. All right, this one is different. Um, like the last one, I, I, like I said, it's a full 100% recommendation for most of our listeners probably and definitely for you guys. The next one, I don't know if you guys will like it or not, but I really fucking like it. This band is called Terminal Nation, and the e- I think it's an EP. It's like nine songs, but it's pretty short, like 13 minutes, I think, and it's called Absolute Control. It's coming out. Album's coming out June 6th. We got the promo for it. So I listened to the whole the whole uh, EP. It's a mix of grindcore, hardcore, and like power violence. Basically, just take grindcore and hardcore and some punk and, and old school hardcore and, and throw it into a blender. Short ass songs. And that's kind of what you get. So I, I before I say too much, I guess I just want to get you guys' opinion on it. It's only like a minute or a minute and a half or something. So just hit play on that one. Uh, I'm numb to the pain. My official opinion? Yes. What do you think, Stan? I didn't like it. No? <laughs> no. What do you like about no. it? It's It doesn't have the, like, okay, so I don't like the old school hardcore stuff. I like the more new school aggressive, you know. I was looking for something like nails with just a balls to wall mm-hmm. in your face. like. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha, that was gotcha. Like too, I mean, the riffs are cool, and that was like a really groovy like breakdown, but like... I didn't like that old school sound. Yeah, see, I'm especially a, the vocals. See, I like the vocals. They remind and, and, and to me, like when I heard this, I was like, okay, this reminds me of like Napalm Death Scum mixed with like old school hardcore. And I do like old school hardcore, you know. So to me, I don't know, like even the whole thing, like I, it's like a fun, fun listen for me. I mean, if it's only 13 minutes, I'll check, definitely check it out. But yeah, I just first initial thoughts, I didn't, I wasn't digging it. Yeah, like I said, I was, I didn't know. I don't know if you would like that one or not, because yeah, it's, it's. It's different. It's not for everybody, but I can't get enough of it. Like I really, really like it. Shotty, you probably didn't like it. Uh, it's not really your guys' wheelhouse. Like yeah, no, I don't feel like it's something that I'd be. I don't know. I mean, maybe 
I want to listen to the rest of the C. I mean, how's is the L? Is that pretty much it? Oh yeah, like, I mean they're it, they're yeah. all short bursts of energy. Short bursts, you know. Okay. Yeah, that's. And it's all pretty much a mix of that grindy, fast ass shit into cool hardcore grooves. Got a lot of the gang vocals, like you heard there. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think you guys would hate I mean, it, see, but it, it's. I was a, I was down for the gang vocals. It was just more of the. I don't know. I guess I'm just. My ears weren't accustomed to hearing anything yeah. like that, so it's just not. Yeah. I get it. I totally get it. That's what I mean. Like, I know it's not for everybody. You got to be into that kind of style of stuff, you know. But, but to me, it's it's fucking good without thinking about it too much. It's messy, raw in a good way, and uh, just so it gives it a lot, a lot of energy. And and I mean, it might be too. Like, I'm a pretty big on punk, anyways, and older hardcore and all that. So, for me, it works really well. But, uh, anyways, Shoddy, you got uh, some more for us. Okay, I got a, I got one more. It's for me and Jason. <laughs> A fucking Jason actually had um, them. Was it on your end of the year list no, last year? I just I think we or were talking it? about like Death Corey kind of stuff, and I mentioned it as like a stronger release from kind of from that scene, even though it's not fully in that scene. But are you sure it didn't make your list? Yeah, it definitely didn't make the th- list. But okay, I talked about it on uh, that episode. You're right. Okay, okay. The band is Shadow of Intent, and uh, the new album coming out is Reclaimer. It's some. U.S. melodic deathcore is what they state on their um their mm-hmm. website, but they're yeah, hard, I don't know. They're hard to describe because uh like on their last release, it's I I've it's funny people try and post them in like tech death forums and people get pissed because they're like this is deathcore and then like in the deathcore yeah. forums people are like this is more tech death so it's like mm-hmm. kind of in the middle. I and yeah, well and that's why I kind of said that whole. I mean, I kind of agree with them when they say melodic deathcore because I guess it mm-hmm. airs on the side. But yeah, it's fucked up, man. It's just, it's real, real, real fucking good. Like, I only started listening to this album like three or four days ago. And it literally has, I, I try to listen to something else and then I go right back to this <laughs> one. They do a lot of shit where it's not, I guess it's the reason why it's so hard to throw it in there. I mean, they have saxophones they got fucking harpsichords and then it goes into these disgusting breakdowns and then all of a sudden you see the rain clouds and then the fucking sun comes up and then they got more harpsichords at you it's just they do yeah that was where the harpsichord thing was kind of cool yeah i do i loved it though it was like it came out of nowhere and then i was like what in the fuck is this
was gonna say I didn't listen. I only listened to a few songs on this one so far, and I and to be honest, I, I mean I haven't digested it enough, and after, it wasn't hitting me as much as I liked the other one. But like I said, I gotta definitely you know listen more. No, but, I feel you, man. Yeah, I would just definitely just listen to. It's a fucking great album. It really is a great album. Yeah, we got a listener request for the band Knock Loose, and he was just asking our opinions on it, more specifically the last album, Laugh Tracks. Yes. I guess I'll start it out. Um, I wasn't feeling it too much. Really? Actually. I thought you would. It's kind of right down wow. my. It's kind of right really? down my alley, but I wasn't feeling it that much. I'm surprised. Is it the time? Was it? Is it the, the just the time? Like just not feeling hardcore, or no? You know it's, like, just not in no, the mood. It's like or right it down just, my alley. You know, it's kind of got like the confession feel, the barrier dead, but. I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just didn't like the way the... Okay, one of the things I didn't like, I didn't think the vocals fit the music what? that well. <laughs> Are you crazy? Yeah, I don't... I like the more, like, aggressive, like... That was more, like, hardcore, like, just straight, like, you know... Kind of reminds me of Every hardcore. Time I Die, Keith Buckley kind of vocal sometimes. Yeah. In a way, just, in I a way. I thought the music was a little bit heavier than the vocals. Okay, um, I see what you're saying. Okay, because you like a lot of that extremely heavy vocals exactly, with the beat down. Like crafter, like mm. Barrier Dead, like, you know. Yeah. I, okay. Um, Breakdowns were a little generic to me, mm-hmm. uh, but I actually really did like like all the riffing. It was pretty fucking tight, though. I will. I did like that a lot. See, the vocals, I was I, honestly my favorite thing of it. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. But I mean, yeah, I think I'm going to agree with you, Jason. Yeah, but I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, that's, I tend to go less on the hardcore stuff. Like I kind of like, I don't always like the heavy, heavy shit on the heart when it's hardcore. So that's, you know, kind of typical for me, but I will agree with you, Stan. Like, yeah, the, the breakdowns and all that, it's very simplistic. If I want to get super analytical for sure, like you can't say they're not, but, um, I actually really liked it. I mean, I can see critiques on it and stuff like that, but for a fucking just heavy hitting beat down hardcore album, I think it's a lot of fun. That's exactly how I felt. I just thought that it was a real fun listen. I mean, I guess I didn't I didn't analyze it too much. I was just listening and I was having a good time when I was listening to it. So, I mean, maybe the the breakdowns were a little generic now that you guys are saying that. But when I was listening to it in the moment, in the time, I wasn't thinking that. I mean, let's be honest, though. Like, fucking hardcore. Mm-hmm. Like, what breakdown isn't generic and hardcore? That's like, how I feel, too. If it's hardcore, uh, yeah, I just like, tend not to analyze it as deep. It, yep, I got the, the well, same depending way, man. on it's, the band, but I mean, well, depending on the band, but like if if you're you know telling me that you're a hardcore band, then I'm not gonna you, I'm not gonna dog you for having a generic breakdown. You know what I'm saying? Because that's just what I I guess and I, I don't expect it, but that's just 
mm-hmm. part of the music. It's yeah. not Well, yeah, like 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 you're saying, I agree like um when I'm thinking of a hardcore album or reviewing one or whatever listening to it, to me it's all about do they have the con- like the energy, I guess maybe yep. the conviction or the or the does it does it does it have the energy and the and the passion i guess or whatever and to the to me no no that's it right does. does it make you want to jump does yeah, it yeah, does yeah. It, the I energy mean, the second i put this on about you know maybe a minute into it you know that the fist starts pounding and shit because it, it gets you in mm-hmm. that hardcore mood yeah so it's yeah, something I mean, it to put on at the gym or when you're just yep, doing something exactly. like that i mean it's it's dumb just simplistic caveman beat down hardcore i mean you know what i mean but the, the one song that i thought was pretty well, there's a couple good songs on there, but like the track "Counting Worms," it's, I mean, it's probably their most uh, like their old stuff. It's not really a fully, you know, it's not as much of the song structure. It's more of just beat down. But do that intro when he just like barks into it. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on at first? But see, it's shit like that, though, that I like. I do, in too. In a hardcore album. I do, too, man. I think it's fun. Like, uh, I'm not trying to overthink it or anything. I think it's it just, he, that, that's what I'm saying. The vocals do. He just gives it a certain type of energy and passion. And I don't know, man. That guy lets loose on this album. Yeah, so uh, to the listener that, that said we should listen to I'm glad he mentioned it because, like I said, I kind of haven't listened to them in a while. I kind of skipped this album last year and... I'll probably listen to it a little bit here and there. Maybe when I'm in the gym and stuff like that. So, Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. Thanks, man. Stan, not so much. Yeah. No. Hardcore snob confession. over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all anyway. right, I guess let's, uh, let's, let's start changing directions a little bit here. Yeah, from, one, from, from the extremely simplistic to the extremely, extremely opposite technical. end, man. Yeah, you can't get much more technical than this.
We have a release uh, from uh, the natives of Nashville. Fruit of a Poisoned Tree, Virulent Depravity, um, comes to us from the Artisan Era Records. Um, yeah, which you didn't say before, but that's Malcolm. I didn't from, say, from yeah. Inferi, the interview that we're doing, that is him and uh, another dude's label. So another thing that that guy is involved with. Mike Lowe, the guitarist of mm-hmm. Inferi, um, who also did mixing on this album. But I guess uh, let's just go ahead and rate it real quick before we go into it. What'd you guys think? I'll start it out. I gotta, I gotta mention this for the next two albums. Not so much the next one, but this one at least. Uh, I'm not the biggest tech death guy, so you know, I'm with you on that, I, Stan. I'm with you on that. A little, so I can't give this a, I can't give this a nine or anything. I'm giving it a seven, seven and a half. Like I'm comparing it to some stuff, and it's not as good. I actually, um, okay. I actually but, don't really want to rate it just because it's similar to Stan. Like tech death isn't my, uh, my main focus and also because i know we were kind of just i didn't listen to this like we were going to fully review it you know i listened to it enough that's cool but 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 i uh but it grew on me a lot so shot you started off talking about it well i really just wanted i guess because i i knew that you guys didn't you know listen to it the way that i listened to it i just wanted to hear i guess what you rated it being an outsider Mm -hmm. and i don't i'm not trying to offend you but you just what i'm saying like that's i love tech death i know that that's not your guys's shit but i kind of wanted you guys you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying so no worries or anything but i mean i I, if i had to rate it i would give it an like an eight and a half or a nine Mm -hmm. especially in the realm of just fucking taking technical death metal and fucking nailing it with a hammer like it really i mean dude it it hit it. It did everything. I mean, there's the technicality is there. The speed is there. It's fucking ferocious. The vocals are impressive. I mean, it really just from a tech death album, the only thing that I maybe or may not have a gripe about it is at times it maybe does a little too much. It's a lot. So at times I find, yeah, it's a lot. That's the only thing. But you know, so I think it, but the thing about it is it's a lot. But when I, when you first told me to listen to this, and then we found out we were going to do the interview with Malcolm. And I was like, we definitely, got, I definitely yeah. got to check this out. Exactly. I was yeah, like, yeah. no, I can't do this. This is too much. I remember listening to two songs, three songs and being like, nothing is getting it's, into my brain. It, but then, and then I literally tried it a couple times and it still was not getting into my head, but it finally clicked. Like, you know, I don't know. It might've been four attempts in. It's like things started seeping into me and I was starting to like, catch on to those little grooves and these little parts that became more memorable and it's one of those albums like you unless you're like a like shoddy like you like a diehard tech death fan you kind of have to like let this thing digest and really get into it and listen to it because there's to me and being like i'm not not a diehard tech death fan but a tech i like tech death but i'm just not in that world that like shoddy is you know it, it's something that is worth the time to kind of let get into because it's a very different kind of a tech death album to me. Dude, no, I completely agree with you, man. Keep going, though. I just wanted to chime in and say I completely agree with it, how different it is. Well, because it's, it's, it's the more the tech death I like is kind of more the Legion kind of melodic or in theory. It's got the melodic exactly. element to it, probably similar maybe that, to Stan too. I don't know. Thank yeah, you. That's right, exactly right what there. I wanted to say. Yep. Yeah. I like the melodic tech. Mm-hmm. That's why I said this is a, a true tech death <laughs> album because it really does. It hits the speed. It hits the technicality. But, yeah, at times I find myself 
And that's the only reason why I gave, I said, you know, I hesitated with the eight and a half instead of throwing out that nine right away is because at times I'm still trying to scrape for a little bit of melody yeah. and it's all over the place. And then I'm still scraping at a little, and then it comes through. So that's just the only thing that was that, I guess that's what I was trying to say is I wish it just had a little bit, I don't want to say structure, but you know, though, I, I, guess I, just, I, I agree with you, but like, at the, I'm almost to the point now where it's like, I actually don't. I'm I'm cool with it now. Like to where, no, no, yeah. That's you know what I mean? After listening to yeah. it, yeah, like a bunch of times. Now I that's appreciate what it. I'm just saying like, this is a fucked up yeah. album, but in a good way. Yep. Like, yeah. Yeah. First, you're you're gonna be like, this makes no sense. There's nothing to latch on to. But then it's like, well, you know what? It's kind of fucking cool. Like, it's it's meant to be. You can tell it's meant to be cold and fucking harsh tech death, clinical. Yep. Like they know what they're doing. They're making that hard to listen to over the top tech death you you know they know what they're doing because you hear these little hints and little like teases of grooves and of of little melodies and shit like that but they'd only play it here and there you know what i'm saying so they know they can do it if they want to but they're only giving you those little tastes in order to give it that like more of a harsh intense sound at least what that's what i think yeah, so I mean, I I know the the interview. Uh, Malcolm goes into it a little bit more because I do ask him about this. It is the brainchild of Colin Butler. Um, I mean, Malcolm did you know some yeah, but guest wait, wait, wait. work? You keep saying it. guestwork, dude. He's I mean, it's they're both credited as just being guitarists in the band. As a guitarist, it's not a guest. Yeah, thing. but Malcolm, but Colin, like he's the you know this is his baby. Right. Like he's the yeah yeah. I, I so when I, I guess when I say guestwork, it's not it's more of I mean Colin's spearheading a lot of the writing. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like he's doing a lot of a lot of that right. stuff. Like this is this is I see what you're saying. This is his I guess just yeah, guesswork like, is probably the Malcolm has a guess, I guess is the that's wrong not, word. Yeah. I'm sorry, Malcolm, and I'm sorry, Colin. <laughs> that's the inappropriate word to use there. But I guess yeah, it's it's really Colin pushing himself as a musician. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's not necessarily giving a fuck about the people out there. It's I'm trying to put together the best album I can put together yeah. and I'm pushing myself to be the best musician and we see it here, yeah. It's cool. Uh, yeah, I can see Stan. It's just, just nothing much for you to latch on to, or no? But just I was I went into the wrong mindset. I was just comparing it to Inferior the whole time. So <laughs> yeah, I just you know it was a bad mindset to go into it like that. Well, that's it's what, my fault. But I know. Yeah, I mean, it's real hard when you try to compare everything to a fucking <laughs> a goddamn masterpiece. I mean, when you walk around and you're comparing every woman to the fucking <laughs> the Mona Lisa or whatever you're doing, it's hard. It's nothing's gonna live up to that. But yeah, I mean, uh, it's worth a ch- it's worth checking out. And if you do, like I said, it might take a few listens, but um, it's worth it. Yeah, hope you guys enjoy it though. If you do, all right. Uh, next we got Necrophagist Epitaph or Epitaph. I don't know. Epitaph. 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 There we go.
you know, I actually really enjoy this album. Really? I'm not a tech guy, but this is just a fun, fun album. I gotta say, I was curious. Yeah. I was, because I, I know, again, you know, you're not the biggest tech death guy. Because it's got the, it's still got the old school death metal. It's not, it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like the new tech, you know, polished and just all over the place. This has still got like the grooves of the, you know, old school death metal with it. I, that's why I like it. What would you rate it if you were gonna rate it? Oh, I don't know about rating. <laughs> Probably like a nine. Mm-hmm. Probably like I a guess, fucking you know. ten. <laughs> <laughs> Easily a fucking ten. No, I'm, I'm like these ones. I'm interested here in Shoddy's rating because he's you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I before Shoddy goes, I was interested too because uh, I know he came into this album later where he's always been a fan of the newer Tech Death, and it's kind of interesting to yeah. look at this one because I heard this album a long time ago. If you listen, if someone, yeah, yeah, if someone listens to this album after hearing all the new stuff, does it still hold up or does it, or are they just so used to that, that it's like, oh yeah, it's good, but whatever. Like, so that's what I'm wondering from Shoddy, I guess. So I give it a 10. (laughs) It holds up and it makes my life make sense now. So like from loving, you know, that style of music and from listening to all the shit that came out after, I always found myself wondering like, where the fuck did they get the ideas to do this mm-hmm. shit? And after hearing fucking this album, it all makes sense to me. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, well, yeah, when, it's really. Well, when we were talking about like this episode, we knew we were going to do the interview with Malcolm from Inferi and all that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, it only made let's sense. Let's do a fucking yeah. killer old school um, tech death album. And I was like, well, what one has had the most influence? And I mean, I don't know if it has, you know, yeah, to me, this one has the most influence for the new school of tech death, at least. Anything that came after this was kind of like different than what came before it. And me and Shadi were talking like, you know, what is the timeline or the the family tree and all that shit of like tech death? And it's kind of hard to tell, but like we kind of decided like the old school tech death and Stan, you probably would agree, like uh, the second half of death their discography you know with human and all that and things like uh cynic i definitely put like suffocation had a big influence mm-hmm. on it even though they're not so much techie no you're right but yep no but they still know, did yeah the sure. effigy of the forgotten was still a spearhead in terms of its raw speed and i guess i mean they're still they're shredding on that that's a fast oh, yeah. fucking oh, yeah. album for the time that it came out it's yeah cryptopsy i was gonna say too like in, in a way they theirs was tech kind of stuff and then you have like atheists and things like that so you like you listen to all those like older school that was getting into the technical plane but you don't ever hear anything like necrophagist before it you know and i think that's why it's an important album to talk about and listen to if it, you're a fan of that yeah it really bridges the gap between the the, the middle of it yeah it bridges the gap between the old school and the new school because you didn't have i mean this is clinical playing. It's like clean and over the top, you know, like intense, intense guitar playing. You know what I'm saying? And and and, and you started seeing that pop up after after this album, especially. So like if you if you talk to people in bands, I'm sure most of them in any kind of new tech death band, you know, they're gonna they're gonna cite this as like an influence. I'm sure, just like we asked Malcolm about, and you know, that's kind of the response we got. You know what I mean? No, the response we got was awesome. I guess um. Some background on the band. It was released in like 2004. Their their first album was actually a lot older. I think they. I think he said he record. He like the songs were written in like the early 90s, and then it was recorded later in the 90s. So they've been around a while. But um, the main dude behind Necrophagist is Mohammed Sukmez, something like that. It's a German band. 
he wrote mm-hmm. the whole thing of Onset, the album before this, and then this album he actually collaborated with uh, Christian Mun- Munzer. And uh, any Tech Death fan is probably familiar with him because he went on to do Obscura and yep. Spawn of Possession and all that. So I know he collaborated on this with like some of the leads and solos and shit. So this was, and then they had a basis and everything on this one. So it's more like a collaborative effort, you know, and you can hear all that, I think. Where do you guys have like, um, I don't know if you, if you can answer this or not, but maybe you can shoddy. Like if you had to say like a top three or five tech death albums, could you do it? And would this get um, in there? I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, after, after the fact, I'd have to definitely throw this in there after, you know, you know, like now that it's been in my noggin, like this would definitely be in mm-hmm. there. Do you want me to, do you, do you want me to give five? Is that yeah, what you're why trying not? to make me do right now? Um, we made Malcolm so do it. Arsis. I, I guess yeah, you're right. I did make Malcolm do it. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little uh, what's it called? Uh, I'm gonna be a little shitty with the album names though. But yeah, um, whatever. Uh, the Arsis album that came out around 2002. I forgot what it's called. It's on every you know celebration of uh, guilt. Oh, 2002. Yeah. That's a different one. Yeah, no, no, no. It's unwelcome because I like a celebration of guilt, but I just like unwelcome more than okay. that. I don't. I mean, it's nothing against. A celebration of guilt. Yeah. But so yeah, probably unwelcome. I mean, this Necrophagist album number one is um, is Inferi Path. Let's see. Oh fuck, man. I mean, I don't want to to be cliche, but I kind of have to throw the Suffocation album in there just because of the speed that it gave mm-hmm. us. I mean, honestly, like that's one of the first albums that we see speed like that, and people were like, "Holy fucking shit!" <laughs> like, let's start playing this fast. So it's like I mean I don't I don't I don't know where we would be without that album. Yeah. Mm, so I guess my last one five, dude. I don't know, man. You're just making it hard right now. If I if I was going because I didn't really I just thought of that now I just thought it'd be interesting to see if we come up with five, but yeah. Because well, who cause, am I missing then? What you, I need your help. Well, then. who's the fifth? Because because for me this has always been my favorite Tech Death album, and then followed by um, you guys know I love uh, Planetary Duality by uh, the Faceless. That's true. I fucking love that album. I think yeah. it's just great, you know, for the new school of tech death. So that's probably like maybe, I don't know. I don't know if I would rank them exactly, but that'd be like in the top five. Um, I really fucking love Obscura. Uh, Cosmogenesis, I think it's called. And then uh, I probably, it's kind of hard for me to say which one for death, you know. I probably have to do a death album. But if you're doing, because I think they get into some of that technical death metal, like something that's- from the old school, you know, like probably human era mm-hmm. where it's, it gets really technical. My favorite one of theirs is probably Sound of Perseverance, but that's not as much of technical. See, and I, yeah, and that's why I was I wanted to say, but that's the thing is I couldn't. Yeah, like, that's I mean, you not definitely more tech, proggy so, though. Uh, yeah, that that's why I couldn't. Stand. I just think that's more proggy than techy. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, you mean like all their later stuff, or you mean? No, no, just like Sound of Perseverance. I, I definitely agree. Like humans more techy. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, it's got that feel to it. But like you know, if you're talking Sound of Perseverance, so that's more just. Yeah, I would agree. I've seen it thrown around like people in, with tech death and stuff, and I guess it's kind of technical, but yeah. So I guess I'd, I guess I'll just go with human, and then it's kind of between like maybe like a cryptopsy and actually maybe fucking a legion. I literally like that album from last year. Yeah. Oh yeah. See, and that was the thing is I was I mean I was I'm you know I lean more towards some of the newer shit, but I would have felt like an ass I guess putting a you know what I'm saying like that album came out a couple of years ago. I feel like an ass putting that or what it came out last yeah, but year. Who cares, man? But you. I guess you're right. Who cares, man? <laughs> See, I'm like, 
fuck it. I'm the complete opposite, though. Like, I'm going more towards the old school stuff just because that's the more I can relate to. And, you know, I like it more. Like, I obviously, like, I'm going to put, like, this is a new found, like, The Path by Infury. That's, like, I just been loving that album lately, like, last couple months. But, uh, you know, this one's obviously on it. But, like, I like, like, Cynic Focus. Yeah. And, like, uh, yeah, see? And, like, Unquestionable Presence by Atheist. Like, those are just, like, you know, top, like, you know, forerunners of tech. You know, I just like the forerunning of, you know, what came to me, like, Epitaph is the end. That's where, like, I kind of stop. Okay. You know, I can't do much after that. Yeah. I could totally see where you're coming from. And I I love all that old stuff, too. You know, like, I don't, it's cool. It it Mm -hmm. is really cool to listen to, like, the old school stuff and then get into this album like we're talking about now and then go further and see the way it changed because uh it's it's definitely you know what i mean you can definitely see the path of where it goes you know especially with this album i guess we Mm -hmm. should we should probably get back into this album a little bit more but see it's 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 weird though man because like without this album the path isn't as clear that's Mm -hmm. the thing that is kind of a little fucked up about you know the technical side of metal is without a couple hallmark albums we really don't have that sound it's not a genre that's real represented that has you know i guess uh, a real strong history it's you got fucking a couple albums here and there and the genre is really you know still i i guess i would say it's still coming up like i mean we still get shit i mean with the, the last album that we just talked about the fruit of the poison it's still you know what i'm saying being driven and being mm-hmm. taken to the next level so it's just fucked up i guess what was your guys's highlights on this one no stillborn yeah dude we just <laughs> great just hearing um, that chorus of stillborn it's so good the born one <laughs> <laughs> so good uh did <laughs> Uh, I love the diminished to be um, and then oh, yeah. uh, seven. You can't you obviously you gotta track say, seven. You gotta seven, say stab one too. 
Yeah. It's just like, that's the thing is, it's not <laughs> that long of an album. It's what, just, just a little bit over a half an hour. It's really hard to just be like, oh, I only like like one. It's literally a masterpiece from start mm-hmm. to finish. So to tell me to be like, what song, like it's hard. I know. I but, said, I wrote down like on my notes, I was like highlights. And I started writing them and I almost wrote all the songs. <laughs> 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 like there's just so many highlights. I mean, I like how, what is it? Diminished to be where it ends on the like, uh, that like classical Riffing, do you guys know what I'm talking about? that like uh like that neoclassical shit all over this album you know what i mean yep i and i feel like that's the reason why i love it so much and that's what you didn't i don't know i don't think you really heard that much before this album that's where like it kind of set it apart and that's what you hear a lot of you know these days i remember when i first uh heard this album i okay i had i had heard dragon force for the first time and i was just like holy shit you know we were young this is in high school or something like that I just couldn't believe how fast it was. I sent somebody and I was like, what do you think of this? And they were like, eh, it's okay, but how about this album? And I was just like, whoa, <laughs> like this is a whole nother. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck did you do to me? I already had my mind blown today and you just blew it again. Yeah, dude, it was like Dragon Force. You're flying through the mountains on the dragons and then you give me this and I'm like in the graveyard with these fucking arpeggios. And it was like that's still that same level of, you know, technicality and speed and all that but in a whole different way and it blew my mind so it really was my first intro to like any kind of tech death what do you think about the production oh i think it's awesome fantastic for that like you know it's still early 2000s you know not thing things weren't as polished as they are nowadays well i guess they were but great yeah i just it fits like that's a what's one gripe i got a lot about a lot in tech nowadays is it's too video gamey too like you know too well, in your I, face I wanna, artificial. And like, but i want to explain yeah. that though if it's not like that then everything gets muddy so if oh it, no if i it's, get it no i definitely okay, get it but this okay. is like a good i guess that's why it works because this one you can still have that old school like groove element with all the technical parts and like and they make it sound good and i don't know i agree you can right it's like with. it's great no no i agree it's like you can it's crazy at how well you can hear each part yeah and yet but it's still got the Still got the aggressiveness and the not just I don't know. No, a hundred percent, hundred percent. I agree. It's just, it's a really good production because it's you could easily lose everything in here. I mean, you can even hear the freaking bass. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think what gives it the extra aggressive edge is the vocals, though, because it's got that old school, maybe kind of Frank Mullins kind of style Cookie Monster vocals. Nothing crazy, but it gives it. It kind of ties it more to the old school gives it that harsh sound and then everything else it's simple you know but everything else can go crazy over top of it i mean it uh, i don't know there's not a whole lot more to say probably than it hasn't been said on it but it's just it's an important album i mean it's one of those albums that like you might not even if you don't you listen to it you don't love it you gotta listen to it and think you know where does it stand within the family tree of tech death you know what i mean Oh, it's fucking, it's right by that stump, motherfuckers. Did you know that they're technically still writing shit as if 
2013. <laughs> yeah, but they were like actively <laughs> attempting to record a new album. Yeah, it's been how long? <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think that's it. That wraps it up for this album. But uh, be sure to check out. We got uh, Malcolm from In Fury and that other band we just talked about. Uh, I'm not even gonna attempt to say their name. <laughs> and what else? Yeah, the Loading no, said- Requiem. Uh, everything. Yeah. No, and we said it before, like, he's got the record label. I thought it was a good show. I did yeah. a good job in the interview. We talked about a lot of shit. Uh, talked about some of the bands he signed. He talked about the idea behind In Fury. He talks about the Necrophagist album and some of his favorite tech death and all that. The quality wasn't up to par as our normal stuff is, but uh, it's listenable. So, And he talks about some good stuff. So if you're a fan, definitely check it out. And uh, I mean, good I, job to I'm good with the interviews now. I uh, That's my bucket list. I kicked that. So <laughs> Yeah, you talked to your hero. Anything... Any yeah, anything I do from here on out is icing on uh, top of the cake. So. Oh, dude, Shoddy was fanboying yeah. so hard when doing it. Like listening to the interview is just like Shoddy, just like like. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed it. Honestly, I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed doing it. So yeah, he's a, a great guy. It's a great great time. So I think that's a uh, another episode of into the combine. I'm your host, Stan the Man, Jason, Shoddy, and you guys stay fucking metal. Once again, Malcolm, thank you so much, man. In Fury is my all-time favorite band. Um, these people who listen to our podcast have heard me nonstop about the, actually all of your projects, which we'll get into. Um, but I guess I just first want to ask you, uh, how has uh, a metalhead from Nashville you know, made so much noise, being that Nashville is not known for metal? So I guess maybe... 
what's the metal scene like in the country capital music of the world? Uh, well, a few years ago, it was a lot stronger. We used to have uh, a lot more venues down here that catered to uh, you know the underground scene. Um, so that reason, I guess uh, I've, I've just since high school uh, just been in bands and um, just never stopped. <laughs> I don't know. I've always just tried to uh, keep things moving and, and never really slow down as much. So I guess then you said you've been in bands since high school. Where did What kind of musical background do you have then? Because, I mean, in theory, is it's a very... I mean, I don't, I, I can't even put into words what, you know, it sounds like when people ask me like, oh, what's your favorite band? And I say, in theory, this, you know, tech death metal band from Nashville, they go, oh, what do they sound like? And I just hold my jaw open and go, I don't know, you just got to listen. Like, where did that come from? <laughs> oh, man. Um, I don't know, man. I, I started out listening to new metal like everybody around my age did or most people. And then uh, I, I just kind of like, Outside of like, you know, Metallica and Megadeth and stuff, I think like the first like underground metal band that like got me into it was like Shadows Fall back in the day or something. Like super like metal you know, old metal core stuff. Uh it's like super melodic and, and all that. So I guess from there it just kinda started the rabbit hole and then things just got heavier and heavier for like my taste or whatever. And um ever since then it just uh you know, it's just been a quest for me to continue to write the next song better than the last song and, and learn something new that I can incorporate in the, in the song I'm working on, you know? So, I mean, do you have any, like, technical musical training? Because I'm self-taught. See, and that's what's amazing, because you're off the charts on, you know, most of these, I mean, honestly, anything that you have a hand in writing is just so technically advanced that I was expecting that you were going to say that I know you went to some musical college somewhere that's I mean I'm <laughs> bowing down as I speak man because the fact it's self-taught I mean you're a student of the craft thanks man yeah I, I started playing guitar when I was uh 17 and just kind of just you know I would sit there and, and practice for like eight or ten hours a day sometimes 12 and just as soon as I woke up you know I'd grab the guitar and I just, it never left my my hands or, you know, even when I didn't have the guitar, I was always thinking about riffs and how to play the riffs. And <laughs> I got obsessive. I, I obsess over things. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it, it comes out in the music. And I guess, can you get into the idea behind Inferi? Like, at times, I feel like it could be, you know, the backtracking of a movie score uh, for, you know, an epic battle or just some right. sort. I mean, I envision, you know, I mean, there's times when the songs die down and, you know, you can tell that something's, you know, brewing, maybe an army marching. Like, what's the idea behind it? Um, originally, our songs were kind of like in our very, very first album that like nobody really knows about, Divinity and War. It was uh, kind of like... Oh, no, no, I know about it. I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, you're cool. Um, yeah, we we just want to write songs about, you know, like I think um, was it Bathe in Flames is just like, you know, talking about dragons, like riding dragons and like slaying your enemies and shit like that. And then In Armor, another track off that album. Was, we have always had that uh, kind of Lord of the Rings epic, you know, battlefield kind of thing we were going for uh like in the lyrics and stuff like that and just over time i'm super into movie scores and like danny elfman and 
you know, just crazy, epic, classical pieces, you know. Uh, so I try to incorporate that a little bit in, um, in my writing, uh, trying to learn some, some classical, classically influenced music and, and putting it, you know, into in theory. So is so, that where like the, the technical death metal then comes into in theory with trying to, you know, blend some of the, the you know, the classical elements of right. music with metal? Yeah, I think so. The, the term technical death metal kind of just got slapped on us. I'm sorry for the uh, for the genrefication there. I know it's I hate no, no, doing no, no, it. No, but. I, I don't I don't I don't mind uh, like uh, when our second album came out. It was um, I just considered it like melodic death metal, you know. Uh, and then like I started to realize I was like, okay, this shit's kind of hard to play, <laughs> um, you know, especially compared to like our peers at the time. It was just kind of naturally technical. So it was like we weren't aiming to be technical for the sake of technicality. It just uh, that's just how I was writing, just kind of like piling on layers and layers. And then all of a sudden you just get like this really dense uh, thing, you know? So um, just one, one day, uh, I don't know, like I want to say 2010 or something like that. I think we put out, uh, we put out two songs, a two song demo for path before path came out. And um, I think that from that moment, the term technical death metal just kind of, fit the band because you know to me it's like in theories like black and you know melodic technical death metal it's like I, it's all the same to me it's just like one big genre but uh for for most people i think tech death you know kind of sits the best for the for the band yeah no i understand it does it does we have some uh, audio aficionados out there. Can you go in just real quickly some of the recording methods that you use? Do you guys use more of a live, you know, feel or do you tend to track some of the stuff in there? I guess just because the sound is so complex. I mean, we have keys at points. I don't know how many guitar right. tracks may or may not be going in at the background, but just uh, just real briefly, just some of the recording techniques. Um. Well, on the first two records, we uh, we went to a, a friend of ours' studio and kind of like, you know, just hashed it out. Like most of the songs are just like, you know, a couple takes and there you go. A lot of the solos, uh, especially from End of an Era, are just like, I want to say like maybe 40% are improvised on the spot in the studio. So it was like super raw and like, um, I don't know, very, uh, I like to say immature because it wasn't thought out like, on a, on a wider scope of like what it should be. It was just kind of like, all right, we did it. Let's, you know, hit it, hit it, run, you know? I mean, you hit home runs for <laughs> doing <laughs> all that on the spot there. That's. I appreciate it. But, uh, I think after those albums, it was time for a change. So with path, what we did, uh, and on path, uh, Mike Lowe had a, had a, a big part in helping craft the sound, of the album and you know his writing plus my writing we complement each other kind of like a, like a yin and yang if you will he has a very organic writing style whereas mine is more like um kind of kind of mechanical 
yet melodic. I don't know. It's, it's very strange, but well, I was, uh, was going to ask there. You can definitely tell that there is a shift. I mean, it's not huge, but you can tell that there's just something different going on during Path. And that's right. what I was going to ask you with the, with this new album coming out. How much more do the other band members? I mean, I, we have Joel and Sam and Jack listed on right. credits. I don't know if they're still actually in the band, but how much of a presence did they have with writing the new album? Um, the new album. Well, and I guess any older material as well. So I guess talking about Path, was that just you okay. and Mike or did yeah. they? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was me and Mike. Uh, Mike lives about 45 minutes away from me. So uh, we just swapped tracks, you know, via um, a messenger, you know, and uh, Dropbox. You know, we would uh, track at home and some, you know, track DI guitar signals at home on, um, on our computers and just send demos back and forth until we were happy and tabs and whatever. And um, just crafted the shit out of it over like, I want to say, I think the demos came out in 2011 um, and the album was done actually in early 2013. How long, I guess, I mean, I know that you've you know said fall for the newest album. And I mean, do we, is it called Within the Dead Horizon or do we not have a name to that? That's just the first track? That's just, uh, that's, yeah, that's just the, the name of the track. Um, the album doesn't have a name yet. Can we get any more information? I guess, can I get any more information sure. yeah. about, like, yeah. I mean, length? I mean, um, when we think it's going to be coming out? Length of the album is going to be probably uh, just as long as Path, but it's only going to be nine songs instead of 11. For some reason, these songs are just super long. But at the same time, the, the story and the concept kind of... Um, requires a little bit more of a drawn out sound not that any of the songs get old or anything but uh, it needs to build more of a story i guess so the album concept that we're doing is uh there's going to be nine tracks and uh it's kind of be you know kind of based off of uh, dante's inferno but with our own mythologies that we've built over years built into it so every track is uh reflects a, a ring of hell and a journey through it and uh, I, I leave for tour, which I can't announce what tour. I leave for tour in May, and when I get back in June, we're going to be tracking the album. And then uh, we're hoping to shoot for a specific date that uh, it's not unreasonable for us to hit. Um, and then are we hoping to see you guys take the road at any point after that? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I know there's been a couple sightings of Inferi on the live stages, but I didn't yeah. know if we were going to get... I guess a tour with the new CD or maybe just at least a, a, a stop in Atlanta for your boy over here. But, or I mean, I, just... uh, I would love to, man. Um, you know, it, it's about that time. Uh, we didn't really get a chance to, to spread our wing with path actually at all. Uh, Cause three of the five members had to like, you know, move or quit or, you know, life changes. So it was just me and Mike after the album came out. Is it currently just you and Mike still? No, no, no. We got Joel uh, and Sam and Jacks uh, recording the album, but but in the Path era, when Path came out, it was just me and Mike. At the like, by the time it came out, there was no band. Uh, I yeah. So we didn't get a chance to play live. Um, we were playing some shows later in the year when the album comes out, and uh, I would love to shoot for some tours. Uh, Path did incredibly well, and uh, I don't think it's uh, unreasonable for us to not tour. But I don't think we are a headliner. Uh, as far as on the road goes. So, I mean, if we had like a, a real tour, 
no, we, we definitely take it, and we are looking for that uh, in the fall. Um, I, I want to uh, ask you real quickly about some of the other works that you've uh, you've taken on recently. So I know I, I brought up earlier on A Loathing Requiem, uh, and then I know that you are on a, some tracks with Virulent Depravity, which uh, that album yeah. just came out, um, I want to say a couple weeks ago now. And then, I mean, you've yeah. been on some guest work with uh, Vela Nath. I mean, that's actually the only reason why I picked up two was because I found out you were going to be on that CD. I loved it. Oh, um, nice. <laughs> the, the first Fragment album, um, I believe it was Dacian. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but you were on a guest track of that. Another album I loved and picked up because of you. So I guess just, uh, <laughs> yeah, like I guess go and do just a loathing requiem because I don't know if I don't know who else has a part in that. So is that kind of a baby of yours, or is Mike in the background with that as well with you? No, it's, it's a solo project. Uh, Mike just uh, mixed it. He uh, he did the re-release mixing, and he did uh, Acolytes Eternal. He did the mixing on that. Everything else I did on uh, on the first album, I had uh, Enfolds basis track the bass because i i was living in a different state i didn't have a bass even in my house that i was living in so i had him track the bass uh tabbed it out and sent it over um but yeah i, I wrote everything or write everything for a loathing requiem drums bass guitar vocals all that stuff and i mean the all these uh well i guess the a loathing requiem and in theory both released on the artisan era which if i'm yeah not mistaken is your record label yeah it's me and mike's oh okay oh wow so you and mike so i guess um i know you've recently signed two new bands to that are they local to the nashville area and i guess just talk a little bit more about how the record label's been i guess it feels like you're doing a lot of stuff man you got i mean i hear your name coming out all you know (laughs) i mean the last couple years you've been i mean weren't you doing some stuff with um uh, Obluek, or I'm, I'm mispronouncing how that is, but I feel like you've been touring with bands too for a while now. Um, yeah, well, I was uh, on tour with Discreet for a while, and, and I wrote a record with them, and then I was with Entheos for... Entheos, that's who it was. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, you're cool. Yeah, I was with Entheos for a little bit, and then uh, you know, kind of split ways. So then, uh, yeah, I just came back to, to finish writing the Nice and Fury record, but uh, what, what was, what was the, the last question? The 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 record label, how how that's been yeah. going, the progression of that, and you know some of the new bands sure. that you've signed. Yeah, okay. So the new bands, we uh, we just released a uh, teaser for uh, our next release, which is uh, Dark Matter Secret. They're from Russia, and uh, they got uh, some members from like Irreversible Mechanism. It's like instrumental, technical death metal progressive i don't know it's 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 amazing it's basically obscure uh, necrophagist a little bit of spawn spawn possession but instrumental um so that that teaser came out today uh, and we also signed um an anime existence which uh they were on a unique leader and then they uh they signed with us after so yeah i mean it's 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 building man how many artists is that now currently signed to you guys then uh off the top of my head i think that's eight wow that's congratulations man no that's something thanks man so yeah the the rest of the year is going to be pretty exciting i mean i i can't wait um i got one more one more question for you and you kind of bled into it uh with the with the necrophagists uh we're actually um gonna dive back into the epita cd what 
yeah. you know, what what does that CD mean to you? And then I guess just real quickly, your your top five Tech Death albums. Sure. Okay. Uh, well, when I first heard Epitaph, I was like coming home from work and uh, the vocalist of Inferior at the time, like we lived, we were like kind of living in this like shithole, like one room apartment thing. So uh, it was close to the, the practice space. So we just like trying to save money or whatever. But I get home from work and he's just like in his car parked and he's just like pointing at me, like get in this fucking car. So I get in the car, like, dude, what's up? And he's like, just stop what you're doing. Nothing else is important. Listen to this album. And I guess he heard the album on XM radio and just like immediately went to like FYE or something and buy a copy. And uh, he had it in the car and we listened to it. Like, I want to say like two or three times consecutively in the car, just like trying to absorb what the fuck we were hearing. Just mind blown. Yeah. Yeah, man. So from that <laughs> moment on, it like changed it changed everything viewing music, like the way I, I listened to music, the way I viewed it, the way I wrote it. It was like, you know, if, if you were to like go back in time and like theoretically kill somebody and go that to the future and it's all different, like that's how different it was when I heard it. It was a pretty big deal. So that's definitely to partially answer your, your question of top five albums. That's number one for me, for sure. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're going to find this crazy. You were... And Fury was my gateway into like the reason why I listened to the Necrophagus Epitaph album was because of Inferi. So oh, going, going back and hearing that, it all makes sense now. You know what I'm saying? Like Oh yeah, for sure. Um yeah. it, are there any others that's you know that really stick out? You don't have to give me five, maybe just anything else that's a, a go to or Um Yeah, off the top of my head I can tell you. Uh so we got Epitaph, Celebrating Guilt by Arsis. Um, that and their EP right after uh, Diamond for Disease was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Those are those are particularly three albums that like I could never fully live without like hearing ever again. Um, then I want to say uh, yeah, that's, that's you know as far as tech death, I mean it's it's your standards, man. It's like you know not tumbling, fucking uh, spawn possession. That's like. I'm definitely a fan of like, you know, the same stuff that everyone else is. It's just, uh, it boils down to it. I just, I honestly don't really listen to a lot of new stuff anymore. I mean, I do, but I don't, uh, I don't take it in as, as easily. I kind of, I'm more picky now. I get it, man. There's, you have, you have the right to be that. Um, I, for <laughs> one, cannot wait for the new album to come out. Um, I'm sure I will be praising about it on the podcast and I will be pushing it to any, you know, anybody I can to listen to it. Appreciate it. Again, I thank you so much, man. Anytime. I just appreciate the time that you, uh, you, you did with us. Oh man, this was, this was fun, man. I really enjoyed it.